1: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com
0: slash style. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work.
2: Peter Dowdell, theIrishGardener. joining me. Good afternoon to you, Peter.
1: Good afternoon, Patricia. Don't we hope that forecast comes oh, through?
2: And from Monday, from Monday of next week, it changes again. <laughs> <Unsettled> <laughs>
1: we'll,
0: we'll stick with the good news yeah, We'll we stick will, with the good we weather will.
2: And we're going <laughs> to take that Saturday and Sunday I tell you and grab it with both arms Now I want to go back to last week because last week I forwarded you, forwarded you on a photograph but of course you were on the phone so you weren't able to see it and you said you'd take a look at it It was a picture uh, with a listener saying Hi, could you ask Peter please to help me What is this? I've done everything to get rid of it I've no idea what, what it is It's just in one spot in my garden by the front wall Now I have a sneaking suspicion when I saw the photograph but I was fearful. I said I wouldn't say anything.
1: What is it? Yeah, unfortunately for the caller, uh, it, it is Japanese. I knew it, I knew it was. Yeah, and uh, as. Uh, like if 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 the caller is the one person in the country who hasn't, at this stage, heard of Japanese knotweed, well, what it is, it's a very very invasive species, and it's uh, you're not allowed to touch it. You are, are like even cutting it there, you didn't know, so obviously you can't get a wrap in the knuckles. But even cutting it there for the photograph. Um, You'd make sure those cuttings you don't you haven't thrown them into a compost bin or in, into anywhere other part of the garden because they'll all root away even if you think you've dumped them they won't they, they won't just break break down and rot away they'll form new plants so be very very careful with Japanese knotweed uh, the best advice and really the only advice I can give you is to get on to a specialist Japanese knotweed company um, Jap- there's, there's a couple of them Japanese knotweed Ireland and and the Japanese knotweed company I think are the names of them um but get on to them because uh you you shouldn't really go at it yourself uh because there there is huge implications of having it on your property i'm afraid uh particularly if you're selling it or anything like that or if it spreads from your garden to to another garden there are legal implications believe it or not uh to do with it so so don't ignore it, um, and I would suggest do get on to one of those companies to, to maybe have a look at it or get advice from them.
2: And that's why when that listener said they've done everything that they can, you can't. It's impossible to get rid of yourself.
1: It's it's it, put it this way: it's it's the first plant to colonize after a volcano has erupted. So that'll tell you how you serious um, how, how 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 serious a plant it is. Yeah, you're not going to get rid of it easily. Um, but there are ways of dealing with it, so, so don't lose heart. There are ways of dealing with it and, and controlling it. Uh, and I think with a lot of these very invasive weeds, we, you know, this, this expression has been used more to do with, with invasive viruses recently than anything else. But learning to live with it. So it's a case of just controlling it and 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 learning to live with it. Forget about trying to eradicate it because we won't. It's been here for for millennia. So um, it's just a question of managing it.
2: They eat the roots, don't they? In
1: there in in Japan, you see this is all to do with the the natural balance that I often speak about on your program, Trish. In in that we shouldn't interfere with with the natural order and the natural balance, and we should we should garden more in sympathy with what's happening around because things have a, a way of balancing out if we don't interfere with it. But, but so in Japan, where it's obviously native to, there is a silid moth, or a silid that um, that feeds on it. That there there are and there are other natural predators for it in Japan. But not here. It would probably take a few centuries before it happens here. Now, it's been in Ireland. It's, I'm not sure if it's 20th or even 19th century, but it's been in here for quite a while. Uh, I think 20th century Um first came over like a lot of these invasives into the UK as, as an ornamental plant when they didn't know how vigorous it was. But of course, we don't have any of the predator insects that they have in Japan that keep it under control.
2: No, but I'm saying in Japan, they eat the root. It's it's grown. Oh, sorry. Oh, I thought
1: you meant the insects. They do. Yes, they do. It is a foodstuff in Japan. You're quite right. Yes, it is. I've never tasted it myself, now, <laughs> but they do.
2: I wouldn't fancy it either. And uh, we also sent you on pictures from last week of somebody whose rhododendrons leaves were a dull green brownish uh, colour. And also, I think we done for the laurel hedging with the holes in it. And we sent on those photographs to you as yes, well. Th-
1: the the rhododendron really I just think needs a decent feed. It needs a, a good uh, sequestered iron feed, um, so a good acid plant tonic. Rhododendron is like an acid soil, and it just looks a bit hungry to me. The 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 holes in the laurel were shot hole, which we discussed last week. All right, it is shot hole, which is um, the best thing to do there. Now wait till September because it's a hedge, you're not allowed to cut your hedge back now uh, for the Wildlife Protection Act. So in september cut back that hedge removing most of as much of the infected growth as possible the little holes um now it's not going to it's not going to 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 kill the hedge really it does weaken it certainly uh and i would give it a drench with the copper sulfate and water a solution of copper sulfate mixed with water you could do that now uh and just do it once a a year maximum so drench the, the root zone of that hedge with copper sulfate and water and that will help to control it and then cut it back in september
2: and stay on rhododendron somebody wants to know rhododendron that haven't flowered since planting they're now planted over two years ago it's Michelle in Bandon is there anything she can be doing to help it along
1: uh, some plants will take just that couple of years to establish okay so in truth if the plant looks a good healthy green color it's not yellow and brown and hungry looking if it's a healthy green color uh, i wouldn't be overly concerned it might just take another year to establish they do set their flower buds in the autumn so autumn of this year is when they'll set flower buds which will open next spring so the time to feed it if you wanted to would be that time of the year july august september because uh, there's no point feeding it now because it, it won't do anything for it in, in terms of sulphate of potash or tomato food, something high in potassium to promote flower buds. Uh, July, August, September, give it give it some of that. a, a Good, as I say, organic tomato food or, or sulphate of potash uh, and that will help promote buds for next year. But it could, I would say it could just be a couple of years settling in. If the growth isn't good, healthy green, if it is more yellow or if it's showing any signs of scorch, it, it's most likely to do with the pH of the soil that it's in Uh, or it could be in the wrong aspect facing due south or due east. Rhododendrons don't like a very sunny position. They like semi-shade. So if it's facing full sun, particularly first thing in the morning, if it's east facing, they don't like that and they won't thrive. So if any of them ring true for that rhododendron, that could also be a reason.
2: Everybody's looking for plants to flower. Nora on Insta says, how can I get my hydrangea to flower?
1: just give it time <laughs> give it time I was I was just in Hanley's garden centre today in Cork in uh, the Canceler Road Roundabout and they have tables full of hydrangeas and flower uh, um, but they're too early they've all been forced inside in a glass house now they're fine plants I'm not, not knocking the, the ones in garden centres and the ones up there in Hanley's look fabulous but um, but they've all been, been been encouraged by nurseries and that to, to flower early. In our gardens, hydrangeas won't be in flower for another month okay, or two so yet, so pa- don't worry.
2: Patience is what is needed. Margaret patience. is in, in Middleton. Margaret has transplanted sunflowers from pots to the ground. Some, she said, have gone yellow and some have not. Some are just falling down towards ground level. Advice, please. And I'm assuming she is, as the whole country seems to be doing, trying to grow sunflowers for the first time.
1: Yes, thankfully, and, and showing solidarity and, and welcome to the Ukrainians that have moved, moved in here. Um, the ones that it sounds quite simple, actually, I would suspect it's probably just a lack of water is, is the answer to both here, to both the ones that are a bit yellow and the ones that are drooping over. So they'll droop over very dramatically, uh, quickly if they're if they're drying out. So do water them. Uh, if they're in the open ground, I wouldn't be too concerned now about overwatering because it should just drain away and they'll 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 use a lot of water now because they, they need to grow up it, uh, like maybe up to four metres in one season. So they use a lot of water to get there. Um, so keep them well watered. Keep them staked even at the start with a small little bamboo cane or something like that. Make sure, obviously, they're in a sunny position. It's possible, I don't know where she's calling from, that after she planted them out if the temperatures dropped very very low but i don't think we've had particularly low temperatures in the last week or so certainly not here in the city um so but if temperatures did drop very very low if there was a frost that would also cause them to just be a bit weak be a bit yellow um But I I don't think we've had any frost. So any cold temperatures, they should grow through it.
2: Okay, hi, Peter. How do I safely get rid of wood lice? I found them under a few limp heads of otherwise thriving lettuce in my polytunnel. Thanking you, says Anne.
1: With difficulty is the short answer, and I'm always kind of loath to try and get rid of them in the garden. When they come into the house, obviously I'm not happy with them, but in the garden, I kind of let them off to do their own thing. I don't think, now I, don't, I am open to correction here, but I don't think they're going to be the reason for those lettuces being limp. Uh, but as I say, I am I am open to correction. Somebody else might say, you know, I've seen them eating the root system. If they tend not to be, they just congregate play, like under a lettuce because it's it's kind of damp and, and safe, if you like. Um the short answer is, I don't know. There are woodlice killers out there, but they're they're chemical, and I certainly wouldn't be using them near any food stuff. And I'm kind of inclined to leave the wood lice alone. Um, you could try a material under the lettuce that they're not going to like, something like a bark mulch or something like that that they may not like. You know, a, a harsh one. But um, I, apart from that, I would say it's just a case of of cleaning under the lettuce every day.
2: Okay, somebody else says rhubarb, uh, which they describe as having a tiny yellow insect on the leaves. It's also affected the rhubarb or stalks.
1: I suspect, without having seen it, Trish, I suspect it's some kind of a scale insect. That, that's the, These are sap-sucking insects that, that look, as the name suggests, they look like kind of scales on the leaf. Um, you can kind of nearly peel them off. Uh, I suspect that's what it is. And they, they do feed, and I, 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 you know, I would imagine whatever it is, because I haven't seen it. So even if it's not a scale insect, it's one of these sap suckers that's sucking the, the sucks the sap out of the veins of the leaf and, and the stalks and can lead to contorted growth. And the rhubarb is fine to eat, of course, but it can the leaves and the, the stem can just look a bit contorted. Best way to control it, actually, and I'll be talking to Dahi on the Today Show later about, about this, is actually using garlic, which we've talked about many times on your show, Trish, as a preventative for things like um, aphids and slugs and these sap-sucking insects. Google uh, how to make a garlic wash for plants or a garlic mix for plants, uh, because there's various different recipes that will come up. Apply that to the rhubarb, and I'd say you should be quite successful with that.
2: Yeah, and that does, and it certainly does work. As I know, we've had a lot of our listeners over the years do it and come back and say it was very, very successful. And Catherine says, "Question for Peter, please. I've conifer trees that need to be replaced as they're burnt wind. I'm wondering, can you set conifer trees again where there were once ones already set? Also, what tree would you suggest that would be hardy? Thanking you."
1: Well, then the answer to the first part of the question is very easy, and it's yes. Yes, you can. There, there There's no replant problem, if you like, with conifers. It's, it, that tends to be specific to roses. There is a thing called replant disease where you can't plant roses where you had roses before. But when it comes to conifers, you'll be fine. Uh, if it's wind damage, if, if they're burnt from the wind, I would look for things like pinus. Pinus can be very good, and abies is another. But pinus in particular is a very good... It's a conifer. It's a pine, pine tree. And... Uh, very good even in coastal locations. So so I'd look for one of the pinus varieties into your local garden centre. They'll they they'll advise you in terms of height and spread of the different, because there's many, many different species of pinus. They'll advise you in, in the right one for your own needs.
2: Okay. All right. So you're on with uh, Dahi this afternoon. Anything else coming up?
1: Later with die. I know Mallow's show is coming up very soon oh. sometime over the next couple of weeks so keep, keep your eyes open for that one and I'll be, I'll be at that. I won't be at it each day of the show but I know I'll be there on the Friday and Saturday so that's coming up and you know it's just great to see life getting back to normal isn't for it shows just, coming on it again. Just, and, everything and,
2: it, really and it shows that summer's on the way when you've got the garden it, festival back it, it really does. It
1: certainly does. Okay certainly listen does.
2: enjoy and we'll talk to you next Wednesday.
1: Talk then Rich. Thanks,
2: Thanks for that. Way. That is uh, Peter Dowdle of the uh, com.